Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy. Academy Days, Episode 41, Cooking Lessons. Lacey stepped into Mrs. Sawyer's kitchen Saturday morning and gazed around at the marble-topped counters and stainless steel equipment. Here was a place where magic could happen. Whipped cream vision swirled into images of trifles and filled pastries. An open case sat on a nearby counter, lines of decorating tips arranged in tidy rows like the hats of miniature clowns. Two standing mixers dominated another area, with a set of ovens beyond. I can't believe you talked me into cooking on a Saturday morning, especially when I've been grilling burgers and serving ice cream the majority of the summer. Nora stepped past Lacey and pointed towards the decorating tips. I refuse to do anything with those. She pointed towards a stack of silicone macaron mats and candy molds. Or those... Calm down, London said, picking up a container of miniature chocolate chips. I need to taste test these. Miss Mallory ran to the store to get a few last things, Carmen said, taking a seat on her stool at the center counter. She's out of her mind with the light guys, so be prepared. She'll probably seem super grumpy and shout at us in French. It's so weird. A total North American country girl like Mrs. Sawyer having a niece that has a French accent, Lacey said. I'm not sure there's much of anything that is normal about Mrs. Sawyer's family, Carmen said, but don't forget, besides her two sisters, she had a brother. He moved to France before Hope Mallory became Mrs. Sawyer. He married there, and voila, we have his daughter, Miss Mallory, the best school cook ever. Normal is in the mind of the beholder. London said. She did a hop dance. I think I just made up a new saying. It should be on one of those farmhouse shabby chic plaque things, right? Wrong. Nora pulled her hair up into a high knot. You probably heard it somewhere. London wrinkled her nose and popped a handful of chocolate into her mouth. Reaching toward a faucet to wash her hands, Lacey jumped as the water gushed forth without her even touching the spigot handles. Carmen laughed. Mrs. Sawyer has a thing for motion sensors. Don't sneeze next to a tissue box unless you're prepared for it to spew paper in your face. Lacey dried her hands. Really? Don't be ridiculous, Carmen, Miss Mallory said, coming into the kitchen with a bag in each hand. Cooking is serious. It is an art. It is beauty. Do not fluster Lacey before she has a chance to mess up her first macaron. Lacey bit her lip. Great. Miss Mallory was already expecting her to fail. Can I just stir? Nora said. I don't really do delicate. Miss Mallory plopped a large bag of almond flour onto the counter. We are well aware of this, Nora Archin. London raised her hand. Miss Mallory, can I? Silence, s'il vous plaît, Miss Mallory said. This, my étudiante nouveau, is not a democracy. I will dictate what each of you shall do. Line up and take your aprons. Miss Mallory slid open a drawer and flipped a stack of folded aprons onto the counter. Once you have put on your aprons, sit on a bar stool in order of birth. 
she turned away and started banging around in a pantry cupboard. Order of birth? Who does she think she is? Nora mumbled. Joseph in Egypt? I told you she'd be like this, Carmen whispered. She's deliriously happy that somebody from school is finally interested in learning to cook from her. Why doesn't she just volunteer to teach home economics then? London asked. Carmen shrugged. She says the rubrics give her hives. Twisting an apron string around her fingers, Lacey stared down at the counter. Miss Mallory believed she, Lacey, was about to fail. Nora was unhappy. Carmen would probably rather be on a date with Ira. And no doubt, London could have gone on a decorating adventure with Mrs. Pella. This had all been Lacey's idea. A bad idea. Was it too late to cancel? No eggs were broken. No milk spilled. Yet. A paper slid onto the counter in front of Lacey. Three more followed, one in front of each girl. Miss Mallory stepped back and faced her students from across the island. I have prepared individualized instructions for each of you taking into account your age, experience, and interests. She puts her hands behind her back and stood straight. By following each step, you should be able to self-direct your projects as I circulate and give assistance. She pointed towards the east end of the kitchen. Carmen and Lacey will work over there. She waved towards an area with a second stove and set of ovens. Nora and London will work easy. Her chin went up half an inch as she peered at her culinary students. Any questions? Lacey gulped. As if. Why had she ever suggested this? She'd thought they'd just happily stir up some cupcakes and icing together, throw some sprinkles around, maybe layer pudding with brownies, or fill prepared croissant dough with cream cheese and canned pie filling. It would all just happen, easy and quick. But this? The list of instructions filled the page in half the flip side. This was a recipe for showing everyone once again just how incompetent Lacey Winters was. What are you supposed to make? Carmen asked, coming to stand beside Lacey. Chocolate mousse? Lacey pushed the page away. I thought chocolate mousse came in a package of powder, and all you did was add milk. She slumped in her chair. I can't do this. I mean, look at that list of instructions. Carmen picked up the paper. Lacey, it's because she's broken everything down into tiny actions. Look, she's told you where to find equipment, how to melt chocolate without burning it, and how to fold egg whites in without breaking up the bubbles. Carmen slid the page back onto the counter in front of Lacey. Just take it a step at a time. Nobody expects you to be Julia Child. Lacey slid off her stool and followed Carmen to their side of the kitchen. She read direction number one. Retrieve double boiler from the stovetop cookery cupboard next to the folding doors of the pantry cupboard. Well, that seemed simple. But what did a double boiler look like? Lacey swung the cupboard door open to reveal a stack of shelves taller than herself. A stack of shelves full of gleaming pots, pans, and skillets. A tag hung from a protruding handle. Double, boiler, it's read in tight, clear script. Wow, 
Miss Mallory must have put hours of planning and prep into this. Lacey eased the pan out of the cupboard. Maybe, well, maybe this morning's work would be fun. And if she failed in her moose making, Lacey straightened her shoulders, matching Miss Mallory's military stance. She wouldn't fail. Time for step two. The first part of the instructions involved collecting all of the necessary cookware and utensils. The girls crisscrossed each other's paths as they gathered measuring cups and spoons, pots and spatulas. Where did you go to cooking school, Miss Mallory? London asked, crouching in front of a cupboard divided into vertical sections. She yanked on something, and four or five cookie sheets crashed to the floor. Oops. Where need you ask? Miss Mallory watched London pick up the trays. In the kitchen, we do not yank. We do not shove. Oh, yes, ma'am. London pushed the trays back into their slots. And, uh, I'm not really up on baking schools. Are there, like, Ivy League ones or something? Harvard? Does Harvard offer cooking classes? Lacey ran a finger down the list of required equipment. Had she collected everything? How could London just chit-chat as if... As if her ability to accomplish a French dessert didn't mean anything. Le cordon bleu, Miss Mallory said. Harvard. She rolled her eyes, coming to stand next to Lacey. Does she think the law students want to bake baguettes in between bar exams? She tapped a section halfway down the page. You have collected your tools. Now gather your ingredients. You are doing well. A scattered series of rolling thumps came from the opposite side of the kitchen. This is dumb. Whoever heard of grated lemon peel? I mean, who eats the peel of anything? Nora grunted as she bent over, gathering yellow fruit off the floor. I've grated cheese lots of times, and it never rolls away. Miss Mallory sighed and patted Lacey on the shoulder. Relax, she said, and hurried away. Lacey? Carmen whispered. I have a secret. Lacey bit her lip. Could people just not talk, maybe? Just let her concentrate. I can't cook. Carmen smoothed her hand across her instruction sheet. I mean, I can make spaghetti. Almost. And I usually let it cook too long, and then it's, like, mushy and gross. I'm okay with hot dogs. If you don't mind them, kind of curled up and shriveled. Perfect. Lacey pressed her lips together. This whole cooking lesson thing had popped into her head after Mom and Dad had taken turns scolding her for various things last week. For leaving the van door open after unloading groceries, for leaving the matches in the rain by the burn barrel, for letting Ebby have an accident on the hardwood floor. Maybe if she learned how to cook, she could show her parents, the world, that teenage girls today weren't a bunch of untrustworthy sloths. Though, how cooking lessons repudiated untrustworthy slothism was, um, unclear. The tiniest of whimpers escaped Lacey's mouth. Never again would she corral her friends into doing something like this. Never. Sometimes it 
felt like there was this universe in her mind, a universe with a whole set of laws and rules that made perfect sense, but in this moment, if Lacey turned to Carmen and tried to draw connections between learning how to cook and how she wished people would view her as dependable and mature, well, Carmen would probably stand there staring at her with a weird expression on her face, like she was doing right now. Uh, Lacey, you... you here? With us? Lacey blinked. Oh, no, she'd had that look on her face again. I recalled it her Alice expression, the blank face she wore when traveling down a mental rabbit hole full of cupboards and doors. I... Yeah, well, just, we're all doing our best, Lacey coughed. <clears throat> I need to collect my ingredients. She hurried to the pantry as another crash sounded from Nora and London's side of the kitchen. You bumped my elbow? Nora growled. How am I supposed to get two whole teaspoons of zest if you keep knocking into me? Sorry, London bent over and turned a full circle, gathering a set of measuring cups off the floor. Miss Mallory clapped her hands. Arrite! Lacey jumped. Had Miss Mallory just seen a mouse? Stop! Miss Mallory said. Turn to face me, every one of you. Lacey hugged a canister of coffee to her chest. Take a deep breath. Lacey stared. What? Have you all forgotten how to breathe? Take a deep breath. Lacey breathed. Flop forward, allowing your hands to dangle. Slowly breathe in and out, allowing your body to relax and your hands to droop towards your toes. Lacey glanced at Carmen. Uh, okay. She set the canister on the floor. The girls drooped forward. Lacey cocked her head, catching glimpses of her friend's ragdoll positions. I sense tension, Miss Mallory said. I sense fear. And frustration. This is perhaps partially my fault. We did not pray before beginning. Now, are your muscles relaxed? Sit. Everyone sit. The floor is clean. Edie's housekeeping is immaculate. Miss Mallory bent her knees and lowered to the floor. Now, we will pray. Lacey stretched her legs out in front of her, leaned her head back against a cupboard door, and closed her eyes. Dear Jesus, we need you in our kitchen today. We are trying new things. We want to succeed, but if we fail, we know we've done our best. These deserts are only deserts. If they flop, then perhaps we will grow. Oh, see more from this experience. It is good to reach further than we've ever reached before. Then, whatever happens, we have grown. We love you. Amen. Lacey raised her head. Messing up the moose was okay. Like, Miss Mallory wouldn't totally write her off as a failure, and the other girls had been nervous, too. Out of their comfort zone... Which meant, Lacey pushed herself up from the floor, which meant she wasn't so abnormal after all. The whole room felt different, like it had taken a deep breath too and breathed all the excess worry out the window. 
Miss Mallory gave a verbal command to some kind of sound system, and cafe music, foreign yet comforting, spread through the kitchen like sunshine. Lacy returned to coffee making, breathing in the smell that filled her house each morning, the scent of a new start. She brewed it strong. Its dark core would be mellowed by chocolate and sugar, turned airy with egg whites. Miss Mallory moved from girl to girl, steadying a bowl with one hand, pointing out the signs of correct texture and appearance, laying a finger on a step almost skipped. Later in the morning, Lacy slowly turned a cut glass bowl full of a light brown fluff, and topped with whipped cream peaks. You have all done well," Miss Mallory said. Nora coughed and picked up a too dark sponge cookie. Um, yeah. Oui, c'est vrai. Miss Mallory nodded. You have all done well. You worked hard. You followed directions. This is all I ask. She looked toward Lacy. Miss Winters wanted to plan a soirée, I believe. We are not quite ready. We will take our time. Next Saturday, we will meet again. Yes. Lacy glanced at her friends. Um, Miss Mallory, I know the soirée was my idea, but I don't want to make anybody do this. Lacy met Nora's gaze. I had fun today, but why not? My ideas are um idealistic sometimes. And what would we do without idealistic dreams? Miss Mallory put her hands on her hips and eyed Nora too. We want to be able to cook more than hamburgers, no? Nora bit the cookie, the crunching sound audible from across the kitchen. Well, yeah, I mean, not that my life goals have anything to do with cooking, but nobody wants to be one-dimensional. After all, I might have to build a case about a kitchen crime some day. Miss Mallory raised one eyebrow, and I don't suppose you also had any fun today, my young lawyer. Nora shrugged. Well, maybe. London giggled. Kitchen crime? What? Like somebody slipping on a lemon peel? She snagged up a curl of yellow from the floor. This place is a mess, Miss Mallory. We should clean it up before eating lunch. No, Milly, I would agree, Miss Mallory said. But Mrs. Sawyer has ordered a catered lunch for our first Saturday cooking school. So, simply remove your aprons and. Proceed to the dining room. First Saturday cooking school. Nora tugged at her apron ties. You act like this is going to be a regular thing. Miss Mallory shrugged. A cook can dream, can't she? Lacy lifted her bowl of mousse and took a last look at the bubbles filling the airy chocolate dessert. She'd done it, and it wasn't chocolate soup. Or chocolate all over the floor. It was real French chocolate mousse. She slid the bowl into the refrigerator. If she could do this one hard thing, well, maybe she could do something else hard tomorrow, and all the normal little things in between. And that would mean, would mean, you have that look again. Carmen said, "What's wrong?" Lacy backed away from the refrigerator. 
You want to understand, it's the Alice in my brain searching the cupboards, trying to find answers. Carmen lowered her chin. Alice? Cupboards? Um, I was thinking. Carmen nodded slowly. Okay, just don't get lost in there. Watch out for the Mad Hatter and the Queen of Hearts. She slid her bowl of blancmange onto the shelf beside the moose. Sometimes, when I'm thinking so hard I start blocking out the people around me, I realize I just need to go somewhere alone and pray. The hum of the refrigerator clipped up a notch, the cold air escaping into the overwarmed kitchen. Lacey pushed the refrigerator door closed. Yeah, I'll try that. She followed Carmen towards the dining room, but for now, she would turn her back on all those double-hinged doors and just enjoy time with her friends, feeling pleasure over the morning's success. This has been another episode of Academy Days. Thank you so much for listening once again. Happy spring. Bye.